45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. So what's up, church family? I hope everybody's enjoying their weekend. It's a little chilly outside. All is well, though, in the ATL, as always. And I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I had a decent Thanksgiving. I think I ate so much that I gained 10 pounds in one day, if that's possible. What about you, Doc? I think I lost 10 pounds just a minute ago. (laughs) The 10 that you gained, I think I just lost it. As long as it don't come around the corner. As long as it don't come around the corner. Well, yeah, we have a great show planned for you all. And we're going to start out with an old school throwback song. Got to take it back to church. So we're going to take it to church and, you know, do it like we always do here in the zone and do a little something special. Hey, we'll be back in a minute, and you're listening to Straight Talk for Christians.
that city. Well, that's a throwback, none, none other than Shirley Caesar. Everybody know that song, Sweeping Through the City. Nowadays, they sing songs in church that we don't know about. It's kind of confusing. Should we stand? Should we sit down? Should we clap? It's almost like Simon Says. What do you think, Doc? I think that's what it is. It's Simon Says. Get up and clap your hands. Sit back down. Fold your arms. And it's so aggressive. People, like, get upset with you. You're sitting there, and you're looking at them, and they're like, stand up and praise the Lord. You ain't got anything to be thankful for. It's like, I'm thanking God I'm not you. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's, things are a little different where, you know, people got up back then, they sung these songs, and, and you just wanted to join in. It wasn't it was called devotion. Right. It was called devotion. Yeah. Right, right. So it wasn't that anybody else had to be prompt, uh, you know, um, bullied. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like a hostage situation. Yeah, idea. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right now you think about it. Well, we're going to get into our news, and do we have anything new to talk about? I kind of do, and I know we don't want to talk about the political situation anymore. We we beat that the last oh, two shows. Yeah. However, oh, there go. was a new article that came out saying uh, that Donald uh, Trump uh, did cheat. Wisconsin admitted, they admitted that they uh, sent forth false votes in order to help him win. Oh, wow. You know what? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, hey. Wow. I, yeah, wow. That's all I can say about that. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. If you follow the TV show uh, Scandal, this is what you call uh, an American TV show. This is what you call an American scandal. I think Shonda Rhimes was trying to tell us something. I think she was trying to let hey, us know what was going on. Wisconsin admits uh, Wisconsin admits to using fake votes to help Trump win. How is that even possible? Well, how, how can you know you get away with that? You know what? They well, we've we've known for a long time that people cheated their way to get in the White House. You know, we talked about Judge W. Bush, you know, uh, yeah. and how he yeah. cheated his way to get in the White House. We yeah. saw things happening at the polls even back then. You know, uh, so it's not like we never heard of it, right? Um, right. But uh, to the degree that we're seeing this, I mean, the the clerk record. When the clerk actually went on record to say in order to give election returns uh, to this whole thing, uh, the chief inspector added that the votes from the election machine tapes that this was done in order to help him win, and they were fake votes. Wow. So it's a lot more uh, about this that's, that's going on. I mean, I don't know if what's going to come out of this. I don't know if, you know, this is going to be something that we see in more than one state. I'm sure it probably will be. We've heard of uh, things where some votes never got counted. Uh, so, um, but it might be something, you know, if you got something like this, I think even if it happens in one state, that means that everything needs to be redone. Right, because Michigan was doing Michigan. One, was one yeah. of them, too, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's just one of those things, and uh, and it's spreading around. They're even encouraging people to pass this on. So that news came out uh, yesterday about that. 
Call MG. <laughs> Like, uh, what, what's going on, Doc? Well, anywho, you do yeah. need to get one. I think everybody should have one, at least one in their house. And if you're a married couple, you should have two. Well, you know, you have to also realize that, you know, you run a risk, I mean, of having a gun, and then I guess that's a risk of not having a gun. So who knows? Yeah, because waiting on the police to come to the hood. Well, you might not want to call the police. <laughs> you might not want to call the police, but I'm just saying, you know. I think everybody needs to, to have some type of protective services. Well, speaking of protective services, <laughs> Dylan Roof. Um, oh, he is going to actually stand you know, well, he was trying to say that he was incompetent, but they find him competent to stand trial. So mm-hmm. when you remember Dylan Roof, for those of you who don't remember him, uh, don't know where you were when this came out, but Dylan Roof is a young man who shot nine people mm-hmm. in the church. And there was a compelling uh, video footage of uh, one of the uh, church members who was saying that she was praying for his so, and that she forgave him for what he had did to his loved one, and there was a you know a, like frenzy, media frenzy going on all over the world on social media about how the young man was treated after killing you know nine church members, and they taking him to Burger King and bulletproof vests and this and that. It was just there was the comparison of what they were showing was heartbreaking. You know, and I hate to look at it from the perspective of of an African-American person, but I'm going to tap into my African-American side. And when you assess the situation and you look at it from a very realistic point of view, if that was a black male, they would have been shot on the spot, period. They would have been dead. He wouldn't have had time to go get no Birkin, no Christmas, no McDonald's, none of those things. And so you look at the unfairity of the justice system working for what it's supposed to do. The, the, the justice system is to support the criminal is really what it's for. And people don't talk about that, but that is, that is the truth. And in this case, here's a criminal that it has been protected. He, this boy should have been shot. He should have been put on the chair. He, they, I'm just saying, I, I, a part of me feels like he's going to get off, just like the yeah, one Martin Killer did. Yeah, nine people I in the church. They invite him to the, the uh, you know, Sunday school, I mean, Bible study. His plea didn't say anything. Wow. Right? No, they uh, they find him competent to stand trial. Oh, well, he's competent now. Yeah, yeah, he, they they uh, they find well, him competent. He's so be, he's finally competent. Yeah, now. that's not it's not going to work for him. It's just not going to work for him. Well, now on the heels of that, black teen James Means was shot and killed by a white man who called him another piece of trash. Um, James Means, 15 years old, was actually going into the Dollar General store. He bumped into the elderly uh, man and. Didn't mean anything by it. He just bumped into him. And the elderly man had words with the 15-year-old. The elderly man, 62 years old, the police said. Rumor has it that he's also a retired police officer. Don't know how true that is. I wasn't able to vet that, but that's just what is alleged at the moment. However, what I can tell you is that uh, after he shot this young man, he went home, cooked dinner, ate, and then went over to a friend's house. And then, and when the cops got him, he said, well, I mean, like, pretty much, what's the deal? It's just another piece, piece of trash off the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 
say this. Our young people need to learn to, first of all, they have no fear. Our young people, we're dealing with a generation, they are not fearful of anything. They, and they have, and to a degree, there's no respect. Well, m- mistakes happen. It, it, mistakes I have dropped into people before. Yeah. But then, not intentionally, but I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean. But, but at this point where, and, and I have to look at it like this. I I don't want to say that our people are intentionally engaging into. Uh, well, this is the second story where I've heard of, where um, you know, older older white man shoots, you know, a black boy and then goes home and eat. You remember back in I think it was like Jacksonville in that area, Jacksonville, Georgia, and this uh, elderly white man shot into a car with young black boys, yeah, yeah. and the one that he killed. Yeah. Now he didn't get any time for killing him; he got all his times for shooting into the car at these young boys and said that they had a weapon. This and that he went home, ate and everything, and uh, and so this man he said, "I'm gonna go home and eat." So to him, it was no big deal. No big deal. That's a lot happening in our news. It's, it's just a matter of this is what's happening. And that's probably why we saw the gun sales go up. Because yeah. I'm sure it's not just, yeah. you know, um, um, African Americans that's yeah. doing this. I think it's a lot of uh, everybody. Right. Right. I totally, I totally agree. Um, and, and, and here's what I want to say, you know, to any person that's listening, especially, uh, you know, uh, African, African American, uh, community, if you're listening, um, make sure that you have a license to carry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sure you have, make sure you are legit because we don't want any issues and things of that nature. You know, hey, you know, be legal if you are out there buying guns, and that's like any person across the board. But, you know, don't just go out there and do it. You know, I would say go get your license first and then go to the, you know, gun range and, you know, learn how to shoot and then go pick well, up you know, is it, I, mean, I don't know if everybody needs to be empowered with a weapon. People do crazy I, at things. This point in time, at this point in time, I think that the average American needs to What about to a stun gun? I'm just electrocute you and you're going to fall on the floor. Well, at least you get an opportunity to get away. What kind would you get? Would you get the plane that has prongs? Yeah, but you can take the, the prongs off, can't you? No, I mean that, that that's defeating the whole purpose. Oh, it's like a gun, but it's it's, it's least less lethal. But, but what if it's, you need to shoot more than one? Well, you hopefully you won't have. Person. Hopefully you won't have more than one what person. It, that's what I'm saying. What if it's more than one person? That because after you don't shot one person, you got to worry about the other person coming. Uh, yeah, I just get a revolver. I think you're just violent. <laughs> hey, you know who my people are. My people are, you know, we've we ever touched with our weapon side. Yeah, I keep forgetting you. Swords and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, moving on with our news. Because we can't listen to him. Now, Black Friday was a big deal all over. There were people fighting and and having uh, some problems, even in Macon. Even in Macon, there were people. Macon, little Macon, Georgia. Yes. Oh, there, there are videos. There, there are videos on CNN. People fighting over these TVs, the LG TVs. Uh, if you guys haven't seen these videos, please go out to the Zone Radio on Facebook. These people were literally fighting like punches, throwing punches at each other. You, you know, 
Like, why? Uh, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Granted, there are some good deals out there. Well, it looks like they've been watching boxing. If you look at it, it's pretty organized. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't want to be a part of it. I never really want to be a part of it. I hate Black Friday in that compa- in that capacity. Um, however, comma, what I will say is that um, the smart thing would be like me, a person like me, because I don't like crowds like that. Is to go online and see if those same sales will be online and go ahead and make that purchase online. That way you don't have to deal with the crowd. I mean, that's just common sense. How are you going to say common sense? Everybody don't have, you know, credit <laughs> yeah, card. Well, what if you have a bank card? We're living in the age of bank card. Most Americans. What if they just do savings? Even now they got with your savings come with a debit card, I think. You know, people are trying to be smart because, you know, debit cards are a tracking device. It is a tracking device. It really they is. Know how you they know how Right. And what you spend, they, they know your habits. Yes. You know, and that's yes. why they know if it might seem like fraud. Yes. You know, now they got it in when you go to the bank and you go on your bank account, they got the little pyramid, the little circle graph, and it shows you where you spend the bulk of your money at. No. I don't have one. No, I, I try not to do that. I'm sorry. I try not to even use my real name on all my email <laughs> accounts. Yeah, I, yeah. I try not to even use my real cell phone number. I use my husband's. I think you've been watching a lot of uh, uh, Denzel Washington movies. You better watch them. <laughs> you go around. Listen, you go around because they got these new smart TVs out. My sister was saying, oh, you know, they got these new smart TVs out. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they're smart for a reason. That's right. They can spy right there on you. Spy on you. Yes. Be looking at you. You don't even know it. That's right. And and, and forget about those. Okay, y'all, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Why'd you church whisper? family. Why'd you whisper? Well, guys, tell the church family. <laughs> Don't y'all tell anybody, but you know those Blu-ray DVDs? When you stop at the salon in the barbershop to get one of those DVDs. It ain't going to play. It ain't going to play. <laughs> those, it's that's smart. Time to see. That's so smart. Time, yeah, that's smart. That's, that's why they did that. That's a smart DVD player. Yeah. You got to go get get you an old school DVD player off of Amazon. You, you know, they're going to eliminate those eventually. But, you know, just like, you know, I don't have a smart TV in every room in my house. Uh, I don't have a smart TV nowhere in my house. Yes, you do. You have, you are the reason why we have static when we have remote shows. You got to watch. That's a cell phone. A cell phone that looks like a TV. <laughs> just electronic down. But you got to be careful with this stuff. I don't want to be tracked. Well, yeah, they're going to track you because mm-hmm. everybody getting a smart TV. And, and uh, you know, my sister said, well, you don't have to register it online. No, no, because it's already on the Internet. They already know once you they log it. It's on the Internet. But you got like 10, 20 apps on it. You're getting smart. You got an app for your, your Netflix, so they already know yes, who you are. They know who you and are. Now your TVs have an IP address. Yes, and even a Google account. Like now if you use like different tablets and things like that, and mm. you sign into Google, it automatically tracks your internet you history know what? from and, and Google, Google is evil. <laughs> I was out in uh, Texas, and they have a Google gas station. You got Google at the pump. Oh, wow. Google is evil. Google is going to be the first one that be synced with the White House when they try to get up. <laughs> right, church family? You can see we heard it here first. <laughs> Here in the zone. I believe that. That's right. I believe, oh my goodness. Yeah. Think about it. Even your washing machines are evil now. Yeah. You get a brand new washing machine that goes down. Yep. It has a, a, a computer board yeah. in the whole thing. It does. It does. You know, you got to have insurance for, for the washing machine. For the washing 
And then now they got it where your phone, like when I be at work and it's almost time for me to get off, my phone would say, you got 20 minutes before you get home till you get home. I was like, how do you know that? It you know what? Popping up out I don't of even know why. I don't even know why I'm talking to you about this because you are into that kind of technology. No, I don't you want to talk to enough. yourself on it, asking where to go. <laughs> I think you know it. Oh, so you ain't got no Alexa? You have about Alexa? Yet? No, me and Alexa are not friends. <laughs> you sure? I, you know, we're not friends. Because Alexa can turn your power on. She can turn your alarm on. She can turn your computers on. Now, one of our Facebook friends has uh, said that uh, the stun guns has three cartridges. I can't, can't say that word for cartridges. Let, yeah, let's cap, clap it out. Cartridges. Okay. All right. So it has three of those. three of those. So when you uh, say where you can stun more than one person. Oh, see, I need that. That's a ninja gun. That's not a stunt gun. That's a ninja gun. You know what? We need to take you back to the office. <laughs> See, I need that because you no, know what? I no. might be sitting there. You shirt. need to get rebaptized. Listen, no, no, no. I might be sitting there. I ain't violent. Because you know sometimes you might be sitting there. You got your eyes closed and you meditating on the word of God. And then somebody will tap you on your shoulder. And then somebody, uh, then the choir may say something crazy and the preacher might do something. I need to be able to hit all three of them at one time and they don't even see it coming. Like the sponsors that come out like the Holy Ghost and just shock them. You know, you know that. That's what I need. I need that. I need that ninja gun. You know what? I don't even know why this is news that we're talking about. <laughs> hey, I love that though. Yeah, I love the look that, that guy. Yeah, because that, that's not news. You know, we went I, we went all the way left about the gun sales <laughs> on Black Friday. We, we went somewhere and never made it back. We just never made it back. Listen, we're gonna go ahead on and uh, and and go to break. But before we go to break, our show today is gonna be very interesting, and we're gonna be talking about. Mm. Do double standards exist in the church? And where do we get that conversation from? Now, last week we had a news article about a pastor who actually uh, became a child, not not the Mary kind, not like Mary and Jesus, not not Jesus' mama, but she um, was asked to come out of the pulpit, mm-hmm. and she said, "Why? If men can do it, then so can I." Now, we all have our own thought process about that particular topic. Yes, we We're going to talk about it, but the main question is, do double standards exist in the church? Mm-hmm. To help us with that conversation at the second half of our show, mm-hmm. we have none other than Bishop Henry Chandler III, who's our studio pastor. He's going to be calling in, mm-hmm. and he's going to be helping us talk about that. Right, Doc? Yeah, help us, Bishop. Help us. Hey, hey, we need all the help we can get. Listen, you are listening to Straight Talk for Christians. I'm your host, T. Payne, in the studio with my boy, Doc Bishop. And we'll be back in just a moment. Desperation When all we know Is doubt and fear There is only One foundation We believe We believe 
heard that it's one of my favorite songs and we believe it's a little different it's a little different but you know i listen to all types of music yes 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 (laughs) yes you do i do i like chris tomlin i like micah smith i like the news boys and then lauren dingle she is Mm -hmm. like a the bomb we got to play her once Mm So I had to bring you into. I don't. I don't need to be brought in. I'm already. I'm in. Don't bring you in. Anywho, well, we have um, 
our topic that we're going to talk about, and we, we talked to you a little bit about that. And we have none other than our studio pastor, Bishop Henry Channel III. Hey, how y'all doing? All right, how are you? Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, we hadn't we didn't seen you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but thank God we're still here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's always a pleasure, Bishop. You know, um, and for those who don't know, this is our studio pastor. When we have those topics that is so difficult for us, we bring in this spiritual man of God. And I mean, I tell you, he's a brother who walks the pulpit like none other. And he comes in and helps us because, you know, we're ministers, but we're not at that level that Bishop is at. So welcome once again, Bishop. We, You know we love you. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, well, Bishop, we're going to jump right on into it. We have this topic, and we are talking about um, do double standards exist in the church? And I'm going to give you a little background about how we came to this topic. Mm -hmm. We came to this topic, we had a news article last week, and the news article was about a pastor who became a child, and her conjugate said, listen, you don't need to be in the pulpit pastoring anymore because you're pregnant and you're not setting a good example for all the other conjugates. She said, and her response was, hey, listen, men do it all the time. The only difference between me and the men that do it is that they can hide it, and I can't. So I'm not coming at the pulpit. Pretty much deal with it. And which brings us to our question. Do double standards exist in the church? Well, for myself, that that I, um, it does. Anything that's, that's man apart, that man is a part of, there's always going to be a double standard in some way, shape, form, or fashion. There's going to always be a double standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say this about the pastor that she was telling that was expecting, um, if it's okay. Yeah. Is, is that one thing about her, I mean, one thing that I applaud about what she done was when she, um, you said that she stood there and she confessed it, you know, with this, I know I've X, Y, Z, I messed up, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I think that that's fine. And one of the biggest things is, is for myself, is that, no, I, for myself, and I try to be transparent, um, I don't think that part, I don't think that should have, you know, would make her want to get out of the pool. But I would stand there also if that was myself. And I said all that to say this, is that because she confessed it. She knew what she was wrong at. And I believe that she can use that tool that was transpired in her life to be an enlightenment to others what not to do. Because whatever you're doing, it'll catch up with you. Now you got to suffer with the consequences. But I believe that what she messed up at, this is myself. It's when she said that um, men, men do it. I think that there was a, that was a room for justification. When you know that you're wrong or something has transpired in your life, I don't believe that you should justify it. That's why I think that it got off the market. But if she had a left it, this is just me, had a left it right where it was, okay, I messed up, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that it would have been fine from my point of view. But when you try to justify and say, well, men do it, they do it all the time, you know. They they can hide it, but I can't. Well, mm-hmm. of course. So the biggest thing is is that if she could have just used that first part of her fault, 
Uh, she could have used that as a platform to the people, to her congregation, and not only congregation, others, uh, media, whatever, whatever she may be on TV or whatever, uh, to let them see this is what transpires and this is what she should not do. I think it, it would have been a building to, I believe, that she killed herself by the justification, trying to justify it. Mm-hmm. Well, now we had someone actually uh, send us something on Facebook, and their response was, um, you cannot have differing weights, a heavyweight and a lightweight. It says, uh, you shall not have in your house different measures, a large and a small. You shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure that your days may be lengthened. Now, that's pretty deep. Yeah, that's pretty deep. So, uh, you know, and I, I can deal with that. And it, it goes on to say, for all who do such things, all who behave unrighteously are an abomination to the Lord your God. Deuteronomy twenty five thirteen through 16. Thank you there, uh, listener. We appreciate that. And uh, that's their take. Cool. You know, uh, now, you know, I, what you think about well, you know, I, 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 um, I, I like Bishop said, the good Bishop. <clears throat> you know, I applaud him with what he said, but I kind of a little bit. This just a, a portion of me feels like, even in the justification part of it, Bishop, I feel like, you know, sometimes within that the double standard process, people do want to feel justified, even if it's right or if it's wrong. People feel like they're in, they are entitled to it, but. Mm-hmm. I think what I took from it is that um, men do it, have done it all the time, as if she's saying, if you're not going to correct them, then why are you going to correct me? Why has it been permissible in the past for double standards to even exist in the church? That's my question to you. Well, one of the things is, is that, once again, as I said, is that I believe that double standards is anything that man is a part of. Double standard to me is when you, 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 you're saying one thing and putting it all, you're trying to make one part right and you're trying to tap another part. And I said all that to say this. When you go and when you look at the book of John, uh, chapter 8, I think, verses 6, it talks about the lady that was called in um, adultery that they said that they caught um, in the midst of adultery. And that, you know, they brought the, 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 the scholars, the Pharisees, they, brought, they led this woman um, to Jesus. And they were in the temple at this time, and Jesus they led him to her in, in front of everybody and said that this lady was caught in adultery. This lady was caught in adultery. Now, you must understand the Pharisees, we, we both all know what, they, what they're about, what the scholars is about. But when they got before Jesus, they, they tried to make an open thing about her, really, to everyone to look down on. But in actuality, they was wanting Jesus to say something to incriminate himself. But, but I said all of that to say this. Whenever that was told to Jesus, the first thing that the Bible said that Jesus did was stoop down. Because when they came to him, I believe that they was coming to him in a double standard. Watch this. <laughs> that Jesus stooped down. And to me, I know what the, you know, the scholars say. I know what um, the theologians say. But when he stooped down, it seems to me that he got on their level. He said, now let me come where you are. Let me come where you are. And then he says, the Bible says that he began to write in the ground with his finger. So I believe that when he did all of that, he, he got to their level and he asked him a question. He says, now, he who is he who's without sin cast the first stone. So simply saying that there's none of us that are perfect, but we all perfecting. There is a double standard, but the double standard shouldn't be applied to some and not to all. 
I mean, what I'm simply saying, it shouldn't be a double standard, but if you're going to apply something, let the same thing apply to everybody. So just like Jesus did that, because it's amazing how people can bring you before someone, or even like the young lady that's calling the, the, the lady that um, is expecting the pastor, um, even though that she's in this situation. But watch this, just like the lady here in the Bible that was called an adulterer herself. It makes me wonder in my mind the ones that Bola, have you been with her? Mm-hmm. Well, now I heard both of you all, even uh, from uh, our Facebook, uh, you know, listener, and and for me, for me, I would have to say, um, in my opinion, she let self, um, what would be the word, evaluation for lack of better word, where her own, um, you know, spirit felt condemned by the action that she took. Not that anybody else would want to condemn her. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible right. teaches us right. that, uh, you know, uh, God quickens us in our spirit. Mm-hmm. And your spirit man uh should feel some type of way when you violate against the temple of the living God. When that is not there, then that lead me to believe that you have been violating on more than one point and you've done it routinely, that you've become numb to the statutes of God. And this is my opinion. Some people practice, you know, they say practice made perfect. And some of those statutes you, you actually, people become numb to. And, and then that's when people want to come up with their own justification as to why. You know, the Bible says that uh, there is no male, female, there, we're, we're all one. And, you know, uh, we, all, we all fall short, uh, you know, daily. But uh, daily we, we find a way to get back up and make it right. I wouldn't necessarily say that she should give up the ministry. Right. I'm not saying that because, you know, we all have faults and we all have to find a way to, to make it right. But I would say uh, I'll remove myself for a time as yeah. to, you know, uh, get myself realigned with what God wants to have me realigned with and not and not do it in in the uh, the aspect of I'm looking for validation from man, but do it in the aspect of, I need to make sure that I'm right with God. So my question is, should she remove herself because she's pregnant, or should she remove no, herself because I don't, she's having no, I don't premarital think, sex? No, I don't think she should move herself because she is pregnant. I think that she needs to reflect on her relationship with God. What what she is preaching, do you believe what you're preaching? What she is teaching, are you doing what you're teaching? At some point, we as spiritual leaders had to line up with what we are trying to invoke in others. Because the same personal savior that we want to save the people that's on the pews is the same personal savior that we have to have for us to be spiritual leaders. We have to abide by the same rule. We're not above what God will have us to do. That same spirit that breathes life into others has to be the same spirit that breathes life into us daily. If not, then death can touch us, which is sin. So I'm not saying, you know, the Bible says, and Jesus said it, I came not to condemn the world. 
but I came that the world may be saved through me. So just because you have a, a brother or sister at the pulpit and they are bishop and they are pastor or they are whatever, doesn't mean they don't need saving daily. The saving is something that we do on a regular basis because we're always wrestling against our flesh. So it's something that we are going to have to always invoke his spirit, his grace upon. And and even though we know that mercy follows us, but there's still something that it has to be invoked because the Bible says that in our weakness, we're made strong because of his grace, because his grace is sufficient for us. So we still have to find our rightful place. And that's a that's an ongoing search. That's not something that, oh, I'm pastor and I can preach real good and follow me. No, this is this is every single day. And anybody in my in my opinion who says that it's a one time done deal, I wouldn't listen to them. Nobody's perfect. But okay, you know, we have to stay the Bible says stay away from the very appearance of evil. So even though uh she may have made it right with God in secret, now, you know, she has to, you know, pull back just to get it right. Just to get it right. Hmm. Not who's to say it's not right. No, I'm not saying that when you said not right. I'm saying she is not right. No, I'm not saying that she's not. That's not what I'm saying. Because you say she needs to pull away. I, no, I'm saying that she needs to pull back just to get it right with her maker. Whatever that, you know, whatever that might be, <laughs> you know. You just make sure that she's in right standing with him. Because as long as she's in right standing with God, I think she's everything is all right. I mean, I agree with Bishop when he says that, you know, um, justification, she she tried to justify it by throwing the blame on somebody else. It's almost like if you and I... I don't think she's wrong for that, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's wrong for bringing awareness to something that we overlook all the time. You don't think so? I don't think she's I'm going to give you an example of what that looks like. It, it, and I, I have seen it. I've seen it with children. That that shows you the level of immaturity that is. Mm. Little children. And, you know, you can call them in, and they were both... Somebody breaks the window, and, they, uh, and your mom come in. Who broke that window? Jamie did it. No, I didn't. He did it. You know, and then your mama said, both of you going to get a whooping together because, you know, I know one of y'all did. I'm going to keep whooping until I get the right one. But why would you blame somebody else for your indiscretion? This is what you did. You own up to what you did. And the God who is God of us all would deal with them. You can't justify it because of what somebody else did. I think she owned, I think she owned up to it because of what she's saying. It's like saying I'm going to jump I off think, a bridge because somebody think, else did. No, what she's saying is I'm not going to sit down because... Men do it all the time. Why should I have and to that, sit and down? That, and then that's that's what you're justifying. You're wrong. No, she. Now just, I can see if she said, "Listen, I did this. I'm gonna own what I did. I was wrong for what I did. She did, and it. I and look, and I'm gonna I'm repenting for what I did. She owned it, and uh, and I'm the one who has to make this right with God. I ask your forgiveness, and I believe that God has forgiven me, and I'm gonna keep on because I'm gonna be the example here, and left it at that. Why you got to bring everybody else in? I don't think you should bring nobody I, else I, in I, on it. I just think that there's nothing wrong with bringing awareness to Listen, do you Listen, do you think that people are not aware? I, I didn't look at it as throwing it. As, I, I mean, mean, I'm just saying. You know, 
That's why, that's, we, a, that's why we got the bishop here. That's why we, that's got, why we got the bishop. You know, but see, this is this is this is so broad. But it's, this is good talk, though. This yes, is good talk yes. because somebody who's listening is, is where is listening to what Bishop's saying, what I'm saying. They listen to what you're saying. So we somebody's gonna say, okay, I agree with him. I agree with her. Right, and I agree with him. Right, right. Uh, bishop, you still there? I'm here. Mm-hmm. So uh, now. I'm with you, Bishop. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't think you should throw, throw uh, stones at anybody else. I think accountability is accountability. And see, one thing, and, and, and it's for myself, you know, the Bible said confess your faults. You, you know, right. you, confession, you know. Not, not your believe, brother's fault. There you go. And I believe that, this is just me, my opinion, I believe that once she did that, sometimes, and I, I got a saying, or have been said, that loose lips think ships. Keep it at your part. Keep it on you. Make it right with yourself, but bringing in another half. That's why I feel about as you, as you, you know, you always saying about the justification part. It don't matter what somebody else has done. You was the one that was caught, that got caught mm-hmm. up with your issue, and now it's showing. Repent, own up to it, use it as a stepping stone. This is what you should not do. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Bishop. Let, okay, let's mm-hmm. just take away the whole pro, the whole ish, the whole pregnancy. Okay, let's just take that off the board. And let's just say, let's, let's, just, say, let's just say she she having sex because there are a lot of people, pastors, preachers, teachers, having premarital sex, but they're still in leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you think those individuals need to be sat down? Well, because 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 the baby know. makes the weight. The baby makes the weight of the situation, is what I'm saying. I think the mm-hmm. baby adds to it and make it worse than what it really, to make it even more worse. Have we gotten away from double standards? Because, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but that's like, is that double standards? That is double standards. Okay. It is double standard because it, it's still, you still got the sex problem. You see what I'm saying? You can't say, let's sit her down because she's pregnant. Not because she's having premarital. We didn't say she need to sit down because she's pregnant. I'm just saying, y'all didn't say it. I'm just saying, but Mm -hmm. the situation is still is still the same across the board. You know, when we talk about double standards, is this is just one area of double standards. There are some people that don't believe that. Yeah, there are people who don't believe that women should be in the pulpit. Period. You know uh, uh, that women should even preach. I've I've I have actually been to churches. Now I don't care when the Rome do as what Romans do. You know I was at a church one. And they want me to come and speak, and and I was confused. They said, "Listen, you can't wear pants in our church." I'm like, "Okay, I wear no pants." So I find me, you know, a nice little dress to wear. It's like, "Hey, you can't come up in our church and minister without a prayer cloth." Now, I don't have one of those, but one of the mothers got one. It was sliding off. It was sliding off. It was tilted, but I had one. A little dolly on my head. Yeah, I had a little dolly on my head. So they brought me back, like the next weekend, and said, "Hey, listen, we want you to come out because we're going to be in our life." And I'm like, okay, so I come out with this really nice dress on, really long and everything, and people at the vice center had on pants. <laughs> on the same premises. On the same premises. And I walked over to the little mother and said, I thought y'all didn't wear pants. She said, oh, that's in our church. And I was confused because, you know, all of it should be considered holy ground. And that's your definition of holy ground. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, a lot of us, a, a lot of it is consistency with what we believe as Christians. Mm-hmm. And inconsistency throws people off. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what that is. Some of the, some of the things that we see are so inconsistent mm-hmm. that we perceive that as double standards. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Bishop? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty heavy. You know, it's, it's amazing. And I, I love it. I love it. But, you know, like you're saying, that's a broad, it's a broad thing. And one of the things is, is that even back to the lady or even to what Dr. Bishop said is that um, if, it, if it take away, if it was someone else or if it was without that and someone doing this and this is applied for, if we start, if we start doing the fault finding, the entire church should be, we won't have a church. And, our, and thing that, is, our thing is, I believe, is that the church itself is a hospital. It I is a hospital. Issues. I got issues, so I'm coming to the hospital to get well or to make my, to, or to begin to heal. And once mm-hmm. I begin to heal, then I'm going to go out and tell somebody about the hospital that I went to. Right. That gave me the medicine that I need to start my healing. Mm-hmm. But I believe that if we if, if we start pulling fault finding because whether it's a sex demon, whether it's a lying demon, whether it's um, uh, two faced, whether it's this or that, it's still a double state. You still got an issue. An issue is an issue regardless of the weight of it. Right, and I'm with you on that because you know it, it is this from the from the pulpit to the. Uh, to the back door, you know everybody's going to have something that they're dealing with. At the end of the day, is not is not to have accusations. That's what I disagree with. That the lady was a uh, you know bringing everybody else in on her situation, you know, um, because I think the 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 greatest thing is to not give up even though you messed up. I think that's it. You know, not to give up even though you messed up. Just get back up again, make it right. And she could use it as a testimony to bring somebody else out. And she didn't walk away and she didn't quit, you know, that type thing. But I do think that when she, uh, in my opinion, when she was bringing everybody else in and and that fault finding kind of derailed some things for me because you're trying to blame somebody. Because it's like when we go to heaven, uh, if you make it there, I will. So, um, you know, I ain't saying, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we're going to heaven. Uh, if you don't make it, you can't stand there and look at Jesus and say, well, now, I know for a fact he was doing the same thing I was doing while he in heaven. But you don't know if that person repented to God before. Exactly my point. So the things that she's saying that other people may have done, how, you know, what, what, how you using that as justification? You don't know where these people repented at. You just prove what I was just saying. Don't try to do that. Don't try to do reverse psychology no. on me on my own, by, on my own uh, sense and my statement. <laughs> well, it made sense. So I went ahead and agreed. But, okay, it, 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 yeah. Mm. Well, you know, we don't have that much time. We're almost out of time, to be quite honest with we you. We need two hours for this topic. It was a great topic. <laughs> it is a great topic. Any last words, Bishop? It's a heavy hitter. I just want to. I just want to say this right here, and I love what all of what all of you know that was implied. Everything that was said from yourself to Doc Bishop, I love it. And and one thing that I want to share is that any time that we're in church and we're and when we are about God's business, God's business don't focus on my fault. Mm-hmm. God's business is that when I'm called in fault, if when I'm called up in a fault, God's business is is for me not to look at my my father's nakedness, but it's for me. Um, I need to cover them. Mm. And covering don't just start with the memory. It starts from the pulpit on down. We all need a covering. You, you're right. You're right. And, and I love that. Listen, that's all the time we have. This has been Straight Talk for Christians. I do not end a broadcast without saying, believe, act, 
and follow your destiny. Until next time, church family, be blessed. Thanks for joining us in the zone for another episode of Straight Talk for Christians. You can follow Minister T. Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook and Twitter at Dizone Radio. You can also listen to WBGA Dizone Gospel Radio Online daily at www.dizoneradio.fm. That is www.dazoneradio.fm.